Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And welcome to the very first edition of Netflix and Phil for 2023. We hope you guys had a safe and happy new year. And we are excited to bring you all the new content we have planned for you in the month of January and beyond. We have a lot of great stuff planned here at the podcast. So we cannot wait to share all of that with you. And for the first edition of 2023's Netflix and Phil, where else would I start but with Apple TV? I mean, come on, I have to, I have certain standards to uphold here. And if I'm not recommending at least one Apple TV show per quarter, then is this really Netflix and Phil? I don't think that it is. Now, if you're brand new to the podcast and you've never heard an episode of Netflix and Phil, it's where I take an opportunity to recommend different shows from various streaming sites such as Hulu, Amazon Prime. Netflix, of course. However, I have recommended probably the most from Apple TV. And that's because it is simply the best streaming platform that is available right now. It is also the cheapest. So the fact that more people aren't talking about some of these shows outside of like Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso is probably the one that for sure has kind of broken containment of Apple TV and is in the zeitgeist like it's everywhere. Everyone knows what Ted Lasso is. But other shows that I mentioned here in the podcast, such as Trying or Severance, two of the best shows I've ever seen, a lot of people are still very, very unaware that those exist. And that is certainly the case with this show that I'm recommending today, which is called For All Mankind. And it's actually a show that I wasn't really super aware of until recently. I was scrolling through some comments about an IGN post about Apple TV, and somebody in the comments had mentioned this show along with Ted Lasso. So I said to myself, hell, why don't I give it a shot and check it out? So of course, I'm going to give you guys all the reasons why I think this show is very much worth your time. And once again, if you're brand new to the podcast, make sure you stick around to the very end and I'll let you guys know where you can find all the rest of our content. Or if you're impatient, you can always just click that Linktree link in the show notes. If I do seem a bit off in this episode or a little bit more out of breath than I usually am, um, it's because I do have COVID for a second time, which sucks. I am doing okay, though. My symptoms have been relatively minor, which is great. You know, so thank God for vaccines and the boosters and all that kind of stuff. But it is unfortunate, um, but I am on the mend and uh, should be back to 100% very, very soon. Definitely before Brick City Anime Festival, which is coming up next month in February in Ocala. Cannot wait to see all you guys again for those of you that are going to be attending. Well, let's talk about the show for all mankind. It is a sci-fi drama centered around the space program. And the premise here is in an alternate timeline in 1969, Soviet cosmonaut Alexei Leonov becomes the first human to land on the moon. This outcome devastates morale at NASA, but also catalyzes a U.S. effort to catch up. With the Soviet Union emphasizing diversity by including a woman in subsequent landings, the U.S. is forced to match pace, training women and minorities who were largely excluded from the initial decades of U.S. space exploration. Executive producer Ronald D. Moore explained how history had been different in the series. Quote, Sergei Korolev was the father of the Soviet space program, 
In our reality, he died during an operation in Moscow in 1965. And after that point, their moon program really never pulled it together. Our point of divergence was that Korolev lives, and he made their moon landing happen. I'm not the biggest fan of sci-fi, and I've never really had a huge interest in things such as space or NASA. But the idea of an alternate timeline where the Soviet Union essentially kicks our ass in the space race was very, very intriguing to me from the get-go. Now again, since this sci-fi setting isn't necessarily the most intriguing for me on its own, this would not work without excellent main characters, and there are so many to choose from here. Now, from the jump, I think in the first couple episodes, I think a lot of people would probably feel like they could pinpoint exactly who these characters are, what type of role they'll play, and what type of role they will always play. Joel Kinnaman, who a lot of you may know from The Suicide Squad, he plays Rick Flagg. He plays one of the main characters named Ed Baldwin, who is this kind of legendary, well-known astronaut, and you kind of slot him into the role of just kind of toxic alpha male, right? And he does have some of those tendencies. But Joel Kinnaman brings a whole bunch of layer to this character that I simply did not expect. Same thing when it comes to his counterpart, which is Karen Baldwin, his wife, played by Chantal Van Santen. Once again, another character that you just place into a box. You see her, you see the way she carries herself, the way she dresses. She is this quintessential Stepford wife and mother. And that is who she is going to be throughout the entire series. There are currently three seasons of the show available to stream fully on Apple TV. And you could honestly make a case that each version of this character between season one, season two, season three is someone totally different. And when writers and directors are able to pull that off, it's simply one of my favorite things in television. Two other characters that are a couple of my favorites, but frustrate the absolute hell out of me, Gordo and Tracy Stevens. They are husband and wife, and they are extremely toxic. They're a powder keg about to explode. Gordo is played by Michael Dorman. Uh, Sarah Jones plays Tracy. They are essentially billed as this dream couple, as they were both pilots. Uh, Gordo has already been an astronaut, and Tracy is one of the women that they bring into the space program to try and qualify to be an astronaut in an attempt to uh, catch up to the Soviets bringing women onto the program. And again, one of these characters in the very beginning, you're just rooting so hard for to succeed. And then in another season, they become one of the most frustrating and annoying characters in the show as well. Again, it's just a testament to really excellent writing. And I was very impressed with how they pulled it off. Another character who is great in this is Ren Schmidt, who plays Margot Madison. She is the woman in charge who takes everything seriously and doesn't really ever find time to do things for herself. She's essentially sacrificed any type of personal life for the sake of her career. And without good reason, she's damn good at her job. But again, it is also nice to see her fleshed out and kind of loosen up as seasons go on. One actress that I recognized from another show I used to watch all the time, which was Lost, Sonia Walger, who plays Molly Cobb. Molly Cobb is another one of the women who was brought into the program to train to be an astronaut. And she is an extremely successful pilot. She's a little bit arrogant. And for good reason, she's excellent at what she does. But she is also incredibly stubborn and often butts heads with everybody else. Chris Marshall, who plays Danielle Poole, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, Danielle Poole is another one of my favorite characters here in the show. She is another woman that's brought into the program, and she knows very well from the beginning that she is brought in as the token black girl to this group. So she knows that the deck is already stacked against her more than it already is being a woman. And not only that, she does have a husband that is returning from Vietnam, and if you know anything about that war, a lot of, uh, a lot of soldiers that came back from there did not come back the same person that they were before. Honestly, I can continue to talk about some of these characters. There's just so many. Uh, Jody Balfour is Ellen Wilson. Uh, Noah Harpster is Bill Strausser. I didn't even get to talk about Coral Pena, who plays Aleda. 
Alita is an interesting character because we meet her in the very beginning of the show as a teenager who was an illegal immigrant coming over the border um, from Mexico into Houston. And when you first meet her, you're really kind of unsure about where her story is going to go. And then it slowly unfolds. And it's, it's really, really great. One thing about the show that may be holding it back from a larger audience, at least from what I can see, is there are not a lot of mainstream names. Again, Joel Kinnaman and Sonia Walger were the only two that I recognize, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a lot of talent here. And I think that's something that's kind of frustrating is people are really hesitant to go into a show in which they don't know any of the actors or actresses. And listen, I totally get it. I understand like we are very, very limited in our free time. And that's why I do series like this, because I want to let you guys know what is worth your time. And I can tell you with a lot of confidence that you will be happy that you spent time with this show. Now, each episode is anywhere between, I would say, probably an hour to an hour and 15 minutes, depending on you know where you're at in the season. Of course, season finales can be a little bit longer. But this show hits a lot of the things that I'm always looking for. You know, Do I get frustrated with characters not because the writing is shit? Do I get frustrated because the characters are making dumb decisions? Do I cheer when they succeed? Do I cry when they fail? Things like that. Like All these things are at play here, especially in the season two finale, uh, where I was just an absolute wreck, where something happens that is incredibly tragic, but it happens in a way that you're still proud, I guess is the way that I'll say it. You know, obviously, I'm not going to give anything away. You guys definitely need to go check it out. So from the outside looking in, you're thinking, oh, this is just going to be a show about NASA, but it's not. It's about the astronauts. It's about the families. It's about the people that work within NASA, from the engineers to the people that scrub the toilets. Each and every single person within this program plays an integral part to what is happening. Yes, the ultimate goal is let's get on the moon. But none of that shit happens unless somebody in engineering cracks the correct mathematical code to make sure you can leave Earth's orbit and jettison yourself to the moon and then figure out how to enter the moon's atmosphere and safely land there. The conflict between the Soviets and the U.S. while they're actually on the moon is incredibly tense. I certainly didn't expect some of the things to happen that ended up happening. She hasn't watched it with me from the very beginning, but my daughter would occasionally sit in with me and start watching the show. And she was certainly enthralled. I could definitely tell she was interested. So I promise this show will definitely keep you engaged. As I mentioned, there are already three seasons on Apple TV, and it has been renewed for a fourth. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an average tomato meter score of 90% and an average audience score of 81%. I will say season three is probably my least favorite so far, not because it's not good, but after a while, and this is something I've mentioned on other episodes before, if you can wrap up a show nice and neat with a satisfactory ending in three or four seasons, then do that. And you know what? With where I hear they're going with season four, it seems like that would probably be the final season, which is good. With shows such as The Walking Dead, right, that just went on way too long. I think we're finally at a point where people are okay with shows that have shorter series runs. And my hope with For All Mankind is that they know when to call it quits and when to end the story. And it does seem like we are getting there. As mentioned, For All Mankind is available on Apple TV, which you need to sign up for right away. You do not need to have an Apple device. You don't have to have an Apple TV. You can download Apple TV on your Fire Stick, on your gaming console, on your Roku, any of that. It is available. It's probably already downloaded onto your smart TV. But folks, that is it for the January edition of Netflix and Phil. Maybe I will find a non-Apple TV show to recommend in February, TBD. But we appreciate you guys so much for uh, rocking with us here into the new year. We have a whole bunch of stuff planned for you. As mentioned, next month, Eric and I will be back at Brick City Anime Festival in Ocala, Florida. So we hope to see you guys there. 
We will also be going to PodFest at the end of the month in Orlando. So if you are a podcaster and you're going to be there, definitely let us know. We'd love to link up. And we have a great lineup of episodes for the remainder of the month, including the return of Illuminati. Eric has an episode of The Game Room where it happens coming up at the end of the month with our friend Dylan from Friendly Neighborhood Gamers. And I will finally be able to talk about Goodfellas with Eric, as that is the movie we are watching for late to the party at the end of the month. Don't forget, you can find us on all podcast streaming apps. And if you find yourself listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a huge favor and leave us a five-star review. Make sure to check out the show notes for the link tree to all of our social media, as well as our YouTube page. And for Facebook and Instagram, that's at Wait For It Podcast and on Twitter at Wait For It Pod. Folks, I am Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And do not forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And all you got to do is wait for it. So... I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it. Gaming. Wait for it. Anime. Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.